Welcome everyone to the Retail Corner Podcast from Proxima 360. The purpose of our podcast is to bring a relaxed and educational environment to discuss the current retail landscape, best of breed products, and retail business best practices. You will always find us talking with business users, technical resources, and retail experts on how they are and where they are headed. Um, I'm Shelja. Uh, sorry for the big uh, gap. I was away for a couple of months. I'm back and I am extremely excited to be back on Retail Corner. Um, I'm uh, today with me today. I have this guest that I'm extremely excited, nervous and most uh, amused that this is my first guest in winters uh, all the way from Moscow to uh, California. Uh, Mr. Stas Tushinsky. I was practicing the name. I was very good at it. I messed up here. Uh, Mr. Stas Tushinsky uh, from Instrumatic, uh, a CEO of a vo voice AI company. And I went through the site. Amazing. We'll talk about that. But before that, please, uh, uh, you know, join me in welcoming Stas. Hello, Stas. Hello, Shedja. It's so good to be here today. Thank you for having me. Okay, so um, as I was researching, so I got to know about him a couple of uh, days ago, and then we decided we are going to chat. So I was looking through his, uh, you know, LinkedIn profile, and of course, his company and the kind of tech stuff he's doing, we'll get into that a little later. But uh, he is from Moscow. I'm sitting in New York. He moved here six years ago. So my first instinct was, is he the kind of person I can joke about Russia? So before our chat, I asked him that question. Let me see. Uh, I'll let him answer what his response is. Yes, please make all the jokes. I like them. And what about you? Have you got some jokes for American American people? And what's your experience been like in the last six years that you've moved from Moscow to California? What are the things that you always thought America would be? How is it similar? How is it different? A little perspective, please. Um, you know, many people around the world were raised on American content. I'm talking about movies and music and, and books and uh, articles. So they kind of give you a perspective on what America is, not the full perspective, obviously. Uh, and so from, from that angle, it was fairly easy to move to America because I knew what to expect. Well, not to mention that thanks to that um, uh, media presence, so yeah, I kind of picked up the language, which was also easier. Um, but yeah, the, <laughs> I think the... The only thing that I really, um, uh, the, the only thing that doesn't make me so happy about America these days is that you, you better not joke about anything publicly. <laughs> okay. So you think that privately the jokes in America are very different than what they do in public? Um, no, I'm, I'm just saying that uh, these days consequences for a joke could be. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I know. When I moved to America, for me, that was the big revelation. You can say anything, do anything. And recently, even like people, when we're talking about creating content, people have become so, you know, tight about things here. But hopefully next few years should change. Now the younger people are doing a lot. But let's get back. Let's get into technology. So uh, your journey has been very interesting that you started as a sales business development person and then you seriously jumped into the tech space. And the, I think, Uni, Univision, Uni, oh, sorry, I'm forgetting the name of the earlier company. Unisound. 
Unisound. Yes. So in Unisound, the experiences that you learned in Unisound, how much of that were you able to use, not use, given the legal situation to start your new company? Or was that more of a learning ground for you to just think of various ways to bring in your ideas? Yeah. Um, with Unisound, we created the digital audio advertising market in Russia. And we were the we were working with big media companies with big brands and we were introducing audio advertising as a new format and that helped us a lot and that actually was the the origin story of Instrumatic because through that experience we've learned about all the challenges that uh, all the music streaming companies have and well number one challenge which is still true is how you make money how you become profitable and the reason why it's so hard to be profitable in in, in online streaming is because People don't want to pay for subscriptions in general and advertisers, they, they are not so excited about audio advertising because there is an engagement challenge, like audio is consumed in the background. So there is no place to click, no clicks, no measurement, hence no performance. Um, and, and the vision of Instrumatic was to solve that challenge. So we became a voice AI company which enables interactivity and spoken dialogues between brands and consumers. And now um, it grew to be to become probably the first voice marketing platform. And I hope we'll talk a bit more about it. Today. Yes. So um, I was uh, going through one of the case studies that you did with Ikea and uh, and the and you um, collaborated with a company called Ghana and we grew up with the, you know Ghana means the Bollywood songs we have seen so the kind of interaction like we have been used to having music all around us all over our lives growing up in India now with the trend going back going back to audio because of podcast and the video revolution that is happening video allows you to multitask so much right you have the television on you have the laptop on, then you're also looking at the phone. But with audio, what I've realized is that you are forcing people to be, again, very focused. Um, do you think, is that the re one of the biggest reasons why the retention, like the success rates of your campaigns are as high as 15 to 18%? Like, What is one of the biggest reasons you give the audio industry being so lucrative these days? I think that... Well, I think it's better if I first give a use case what it is. So we enabled two, uh, two voice products. The first one is voice ads, ads that talk back. So imagine you're listening, let's say, to Ghana. This is one of our clients and one of the largest uh, music app in India. So imagine you're listening to their app, and instead of getting a regular 30-second audio ad, you hear something like this. Hey, this is your favorite coffee shop. How about skipping the line in the morning and getting a hot cup of coffee? And you can say, yeah, I love that. All right. So this is what you need to do. Get our app. Or you can say, no, I don't like coffee. Go away. All right. Sorry about that. We'll try harder next time. And we enable that interactivity for brands, which makes the, the relationship and the conversation between a brand and a consumer natural. So we really help brands tap into the art of human conversation. Because now if, if an ad is irrelevant. There is no reason for you to listen for entire ad, like for entire 30 seconds. But if it's interesting for you, you can say so and you can get, you can learn more, you can get a target action. And especially if you're in a hands-free screen-free environment, 
that's a game changer because sometimes I don't know if you ever been in this situation, but many people did is you hear now that it's like, Oh yeah, I, I gotta remember that <laughs> when I get home and then you, you, you home and you're like, oh, what was it? And so, uh, we, 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 we helped to change that. And the second product it, we just, uh, launching it now kind of privately. So there is no information about it on the website. We call it voice feedback. And it allows brands to collect customer feedback by, for example, scanning a QR code and sending a simple voice message, or it can be link. It doesn't have to be QR code. It can be link and email. And the beauty of it is that instead of filling in a long survey, presumably on your smartphone, you can, uh, you can spend seconds by actually saying what was right and what was wrong in your customer experience and customer journey. So, Step-by-step, step, we're building this, um, uh, this technology that allows brands to listen and then to speak. So, so what I understand is obviously you, you are looking at the, um, uh, you know, uh, advancement of NLP, you know, the natural language processing, and you are creating a wide variety of services that you can offer. How do you deal with the accents? Because I, I'm assuming it's available in English right now, mm -hmm. the service. Um, how do you deal with the accents that are so prevalent, especially in a country like America, or even when you go to and you're, you are uh, servicing people in India, how do you deal with that? Because I felt, uh, you know, trying a lot of these voice apps, that is one of the biggest issues a lot of the companies are dealing with. How are you dealing with it particularly? Yeah, this, this is, uh, I agree, this is still a challenge. However, the overall voice technology reached a very high accuracy level and every year it's getting better and better. So um, at scale, it doesn't represent uh, a big issue. I mean, there are sometimes some mistakes and uh, we still invest our own resources in teaching AI how to correctly understand the intent. Okay. So it's getting better and better. And I mean, it's already really good okay. so there. in the retail industry one of the things that happened like since we were talking about ghana in india one of the biggest celebrities got signed by alexa to be the voice ai of like one of the first celebrity voices and it got launched a couple of months ago and of course we are seeing that trend even in america a lot of these celebrities are using their existing content to be able to have their own voice uh, how do you see that impact the retail industry, do you see a big use case of big celebrities and their brand endorsement deals, including voice AI and the future things included in their contract? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, you know what? I think that voice tech and voice interfaces is what mobile was 12 years ago. It's going to change every, every, every digital interaction that we currently have because speaking is three times faster than typing and it's the natural way to communicate for us. Uh, we're not texting right now, you and I, right? We're talking and that's what we prefer naturally. And so we are moving really fast into this, um, into this bright future where a brand's going to have a unique sonic identity and it's going to be able to recognize you by voice and, it's, and you and a brand will have unique relationship and it can happen in multiple touch points. So it can be media, like for example, during an ad break, or it could be actually on premises when you enter a store. And if you want to be recognized, it may actually happen. And then for example, uh, some clothes brand can be like, Oh, hello. Uh, <laughs> we know that it's you, your sizes are three aisles and then to the right. 
Right. So, so this is almost like um, a personal shopper experience. So the retailers have an opportunity to create such hyper-personalized shopping experiences. That, and then when you add customized celebrity voices to it, I could technically be looking at having my favorite celebrity as my personalized AI shopper. Did I get that? Yeah. Or you can create a celebrity. Uh, okay. I mean, your brand, your your retailer, if, if we take a retail, the, the company can have a unique recognizable voice and a manner of speaking. It doesn't have to sound like IVR system, which is super neutral. It may have its own accent, its own way of talking, maybe making jokes, maybe not. Maybe it can be very serious. In any case, it can really enrich the, the brand identity. Okay. And then the, 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 why it matters is okay. that the next time you hear it, you can recognize the brand without it saying like, oh, I mean, hey, it's it's me, Ikea, for example. You're like, right. oh, yeah, that Swedish accent. I know. <laughs> so um, the way things are moving in the retail space and there is a lot of backlash against this constant consumerism where, you know, some of the consumers are starting to say that, why are you constantly throwing ads at that? So do you think that the voice uh, AI also lends itself to maybe changing the pace at which consumers are expected to function. Like if I'm the kind of shopper who's lazy, do you think that because you're using voice AI, there is a lot more psychology involved? There's a lot lot of emotional connect? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's been a, a lot of studies published, uh, in, even dated uh, from the 80s, that prove that when somebody says something out loud, the and level of engagement and commitment goes up significantly up and why this is happening is because for us it's really important to be consistent with what we say it's like it's so uncomfortable to say one thing and do another and so uh voice is going to be very very powerful not to mention but it, it'll work both ways so for brands if they do it right they're going to increase loyalty and for consumers it's going to give them more control over their experience with brands because then they don't have to figure out visual interface. Okay. So the products that you are offering, the services that you're offering right now, in terms of if any retailer thinks like, let's say, listens to this podcast and has some idea of how he wants to engage with his customer, is there a a, a small or big size uh, that, because I'm assuming that these are very expensive solutions. And it's not very easy for a mom and pop retailer to think that this is going to help them in some way. Because if I am a local retailer and I would like just my community members, let's say 5,000 people around my community come, am I a potential client of yours or I'm not the right person? Um, So since we have two products, the answer, I'm going to give you two answers. So for voice ads, uh, yeah, currently we work only with national brands. Uh, when it comes to voice feedback, we work with everybody because it's a very uh, affordable product. And the way it works, if imagine if you're just a, a small shop owner, you can uh, place our QR codes, for example, on receipts or on uh, exit door, which says, you know, hey, share your thoughts and ideas with us. Uh, we love getting audio messages from you. And you scan the code. You say, I mean, for example, uh, you miss an oat milk in your shop. That's it. You spend five seconds and the owner just learned something really valuable. The owner just got an insight. 
Okay. And how do you see this scalable, like five years from now, how do you see this whole retail uh, engagement integrate into the daily lives with online shopping, sitting at home, almost like a 360 view? Because today, even on an Amazon or a Walmart site, when I go, all the brands are reaching me at home. And with Alexa and Google Home around me all the time and with the phone, does it feel a little weird to think that there is a voice in my head all the time or there will be like 20,000 voices constantly like I have to start remembering these people's names as well like the way I have friends do you see that like I'm just constantly going into the science fiction side of it I'm sorry but I'm just trying to understand how would I uh, feel as a consumer three years from now I think you would (laughs) you as a New Yorker knows how it works really well because you meet so many oh, come people. Come on, you can't use that against me. <laughs> okay. I'm not using it against you. I'm just saying that that's what already happened to us, especially yeah. to those of us who live in big cities, because we meet so many people and somehow our brain manages to filter out less relevant voices and rest, less relevant faces and keep uh, the, the important ones. So we okay. recognize them. Okay. I don't know how the, our brain does it, but of how it does okay i definitely have to sidestep a little like right now and i'm not sure whether you growing up since you talked about um, american content did you ever uh, get a chance to see sex and the city in moscow growing up um i'm aware of the show okay you're aware of the show you're aware of the hype around that show a little bit uh, maybe i'm missing something well i know it's one of the big oh they, they did a reboot right now and peloton stocks fell 11 percent did you know this mm. whole story? Crazy story? Uh, no, I just read the oh, headline. So, so, so basically what happened was that they rebooted and the mm-hmm. main character, the one of the actors uh, in the first scene, um, and he's like this very big hype character, dies with a, from a heart attack after riding a peloton. Okay? <laughs> and, and I'm not kidding. He does that and the stocks of peloton fell 11%. Mm-hmm. So is it collectively that we are all dumb? Or is it that this is a marketing stunt? Because immediately two days later, the actor who supposedly died in the show partnered with Peloton and did a Peloton ad where the end of the ad says he's alive. (laughs) So what I'm trying to understand is if an audio AI retail solution app was there and the stocks were falling, people could have told, don't worry, Peloton is not going to kill you. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to understand that in today's day and age, a brand like Peloton, $1,000 lawyers who get into contracts how is this even possible? So is what is your opinion when you hear it as a third party? Is this a marketing retail gimmick or it's a genuine mishap? I think that we live in the attention economy these days. So attention is what really matters because you only have, what, 24 hours a day and eight hours you should spend on sleep. And so uh, if a brand can get free attention at scale through stories like that. I think this is always good. However, there are cases that may hurt brand. I, you know, there's when, when somebody tries to explain self-fulfilling prophecy term yeah. to another person, they usually use this example, which is like, well, you know, there's this, this brand which does really well, but then some analyst publishes a report which says, well, probably they're not doing really well. And that cause, triggers people taking their money out, which eventually causes a, a, a bank that had that, that had um, healthy finances to shut down. Yes. So you really have to be aware of uh, 
um, of spirals like this one. But absolutely. But uh, but regardless of that, I think any any story is a good story because if somebody's discussing your brand, your company, eventually your stock will go up because more people are going to learn about you, um, and that, that's always good. True. Okay, a very healthy I mean, perspective. Let, let's take a look at Tesla and SpaceX, right? Oh Zero marketing dollars, and uh, everybody. <laughs> oh my God! Like the the, the 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 genius of that man's marketing. I mean, I don't know if it's his genius. It's just luck. I I I haven't been able to like even read a single piece of article which explains the madness that brand is. To be very honest with you. Controversy. So coming... That's the word, right? Sorry. Controversy is the right word here. Absolutely, controversy. Any any news is good news, I suppose. Um, so coming back to uh, the voice AI technology in the retail space, the QR code uh, technology has existed for a very long time. And um, somehow I feel like while it has always been at the peripheral with every uh, you know retail industry, uh, like any any whether you look at clothing industry, whether you look at luxury industry, they have used the retail uh, the QR code. But now with the voice AI, do you see the QR code getting that boost that it has always deserved? Do you see that happening? Absolutely. I mean, this is a game changer for retail because now all of a sudden you can make um, on-premise retail interactive. Okay. You don't need to explain how QR codes work because everybody knows now, and. Uh, well, in our case, with the QR code, you can launch a voice experience, which honestly wasn't truly available before because the only alternative was uh, Alexa for many retailers. And there is an inherited conflict of interest there. Yes. Okay. So um, now let's move to... On one hand, we have your voice AI solution. On the other hand, you have these marker symbols, which is QR code. Now, when we add the whole 3D world to it, like the virtual influencer model, as you talked about that retailers, instead of hiring a celebrity, can create their own celebrity. Now, right now, I have this audio version of the celebrity and I give it some physical form. And as you said, humans like everything close to being real. So have you already started thinking about integrating or collaborating where you look at these digital visual avatars, which then retailers use for their own merch or to promote? Is that something which is part of your strategy? Uh, I think that's where it seems that the world is going. I think we're a bit, we're not there yet. Okay. Because um, the, the, the technology that gets fast ad, uh, adoption is the ones that somehow upgrades the existing consumer behavior. And right now there is no, um, there's no such behavior at scale, at least that I see when, when people would talk to an avatar, like really talk. And, and then the next step would be like, okay, why don't we have this avatar in stores? So I think it's a bit too early for that. However, why we think that, for example, voice feedback, is a great product is because people already send in audio messages to each other. So why not send one to your shop? And have you seen uh, interest from retailers when you try to integrate this, uh, this, um, you know, or, or when your salespeople are pitching or trying to set this up, looking at loyalty programs and competitions okay. and uh, consumer engagements, what are the top two, three pieces that excites your uh, potential clients the most? Yeah. Well, first of all, I have to say that we're already working with uh, several retail groups, and one of them has, I think, more than 10,000 stores. Um, and what really excites them, I think, is that is this notion 
of not actually knowing what's happening. Like today, you can send either a survey and then you're going to get low engagement rate. Uh, or you can send, and so then the next logical thing that they that they all did is that, all right, so since nobody want to respond to a survey, why don't we just send thumbs up, thumbs down, or happy or sad emoji? All right, more, more people engaging, but uh, you don't know, you still know specificity. And so even if you measure NPS or any other score, you only get the number. So, all right, you're, you're a store manager, you see it, then you look at the number, which is, for example, 4.7 out of 5. And so you know it's not five, so something's not quite right. What is it? How do you know what to do? What, how do you know where you should focus? It's a it's a it's dark area. And when we come, we tell them like, look, uh, why don't you allow your people to speak freely? And when they when they have this ability, they can tell you a bit more than your typical survey. And then on our that and that's our job to analyze all the responses and show you what matters to people, not give you the number, but actually emphasize that, for example, 80% of your people cannot find, for example, Lego, mm. and they really need one. Right. Um, and, and, and that's something that really resonates with people. They want to know what exactly is right, what exactly is wrong, and numbers don't tell that story. So uh, honestly, after hearing you speak for the last half an hour, you know, and answering these questions so beautifully, I've learned so much. Um, what I take away from this is that at the end of the day, what you're trying to do is ultimately make life easier for people who shop at these retail points. That for them, it's almost like going back to rather than talking to a machine, you are trying to see that, you know, blur the line. On one hand, it's scary, but blur the line of um talking to a robot because you feel connected to the brand. So you have this feeling that somebody behind that wall is listening to me. So I'm thinking that's ultimately the message from your people like you, the entrepreneurs like you. And this is one of the people I am extremely proud to speak, given in today's day and age, there is so much of tension. Uh, every time you speak to somebody, the most important thing is to constantly remember whether you support red or blue. Um, I think a forum like Retail Corner, it's all about the money. So I love talking to people who are all about the money. So please reach out and please go to Instamatic and we are going to publish the URL here. Please go check out the website, check out their um, uh, products and you have to check out some of the case studies. They are amazing. We are also going to publish that in the link, in the link below. Please check it out. And if you have any questions, please write. And given that he's, he has promised he has a sense of humor, please send all the jokes. I promise to send them to him and get them answered and come back to you. So thank you so much, Stas. Do you have any last words for the viewers? Anyone you want to reach out and shout out to, please go ahead. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I think uh, that was a fun episode. Um, yeah, and please do send me all the all the Russian jokes, especially. I will definitely. And, if, and you have to send me all the Indian jokes, all the India jokes. <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I met um, an Indian fellow recently and, and he mentioned this. I don't know why, but for some reason, Indians and Russians are, uh, you know, are connecting really well. And I, and then I thought, well, that's actually true because I have a bunch of Indian friends that I consider being close friends. And, uh, I, I I'm still thinking, why is that? So I think we maybe. should definitely get together where you get your Indian friends and I'll get a couple of my Russian and Indian friends and let's try and do a joke off and see who is worse off. 
All right. Sounds good. Done that. Thank you so much. Thank you for being uh, with us. Um, you are watching Retail Corner and we are going to release this soon and hope to see you next. If you wish to have a conversation with us, then email us at retailcorner at proxima360.com or visit our website at the retailcorner.proxima360.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay safe and see you next time.